Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for coming. Today is uh, Monday, February 27th. It's about 6.02 p.m. Uh, Madam Clerk, are you all ready for us to start? I think I'm ready. Okay. Um, if you would kindly uh, call the meeting to, uh, I mean, uh, call roll call for us, please. Yes, Jody Wilkinson. Here. Lance Smith. Here. Kenneth Burgess. Here. Mayor Whitfield. Here. Alan Knight. Here. Charles Proctor. Here. Matthew Maggart. Here. William Poe. Thank you. Uh, we're delighted to have with us this evening uh, Dave Huff with East West Missions, who will lead us in the invocation. <coughs> Please rise. Thank you. Good evening. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've created and for the opportunity that we have to be here today. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you for, for this city. We thank you for, for the people of this city and, and all who care so deeply about it. Lord, I thank you for this council. Uh, Lord, for for what it takes to, to be on, on this council, for the time that is, that is given to it. Uh, Lord, just to be able to be here and, and with these folks that, that just care so deeply for this city. I ask your blessings upon them, upon the people of this city, and the businesses, uh, Lord, as well. May you be glorified in, in all that, that happens tonight. Um, may you guard our speech as, as we speak. Um, and Lord, may, may uh, your blessings be upon all that happens here tonight and upon this city. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. 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 Join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all. You may be seated. We got a full house tonight because we have a couple of uh, pretty exciting pro proclamations and presentations. And um, at this time, I'd like to turn over uh, the meeting to the mayor. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. We're going to move to the second uh, presentation tonight first. Uh, someone we're waiting for has not yet arrived. Okay. The first. So. So at this time, I'd like to invite um, the representative from Sarah. Sarah Vandenberg Tennis Center Wellness Tennis and Wellness Center uh, Progress and Main Title Sponsor. Welcome, Mr. Collard. Please, if you would state your name and address for the record. Pascal Collard, CEO of uh, SVB. Good. I thought I was doing this because I want to be part of this. Thanks, Shane. Um, and I'm wearing this because uh, we we had a. a few little issue at the center and I have to say honestly one phone call and those guys came out and Shane sent the team and they solved the problem like this and uh, I think that we we don't talk about it enough and uh, I'm very thankful so thank you so much um, we opened two and a half years ago and um, since then you know a lot of event happened at uh, 
at our place and uh, we want to talk about it and keep you all in the loop because uh, again I think it's important and uh, without the support from the city it wouldn't be possible so Andy and, and I and the entire team are very grateful so we can go to the next one thank you so quickly not going to read everything but we open a, a boarding um, slash um, program uh, apartment for a professional player and junior and uh, we had uh, multiple people coming to the to this place uh, and stayed there uh, obviously the rafael nadal who number one in the world for many many years came there i mean he didn't come himself but his team came there and they had a camp at our, at, at svb in zephyr hills and we had about 100 junior that came from literally all over the us uh, for that camp and i think that's pretty pretty impressive uh, there's not too many places in Florida besides IMG that can say that uh, something like that happened. The senior game is also something we were super happy to get. And we had about 550 uh, senior come uh, at SVB. And next year, they were so happy uh, of the, what we did and the job we did is that asked us basically to have the opening ceremony next year at SVB and no more at uh, the Wiregrass uh, campus in Wesley Chapel. So we're very, very proud of that. Um, that's, uh, that was uh, definitely something uh, that we were very proud of. Um, Ex-top 10 golfer in the world, multiple players came to SVB through the years. And uh, you know, um, uh, we have here another skydiver family person, uh, but we have the world champion in skydiving. Um, that came and stayed there and lived there. And uh, prior to that, they were staying in Wesley Chapel at the Hyatt, at the Hilton. And so they came for the first time here. And we asked them, we said, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to go back to Wesley Chapel or do you prefer to be here? And it was unanimous. They want to stay here. And they loved it. And they are coming back in three weeks. And they're going to be staying at the well. And we're actually going to do a little commercial with them um, at Skydive City with other skydivers that's going to promote basically all the sports and all what we do with, at SVB with the world champion, uh, which is now their official base for the year, which I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, I don't need to read everything. Um, we can send it to everybody, but to have the number four in the world in pickleball, pickleball, the most growing sport in the world, in, in America, sorry, to have him coming to, uh, to SVB, that's great. Now this is something that's very, very unique. And if you don't know too much that sports, I strongly suggest that you read a little bit about it because you all heard about pickleball, right? Pickleball, most growing sport in, in America. Padel is the most growing sport in the world. If you take the numbers, pickleball is that small compared to Padel that big. It's about 95% faster growing than pickleball in the world. Uh, we were one of the first one in the US to have those courts at Zephyr Hills. And as you know, there are leagues like the basketball league, etc., or the pickleball where LeBron James, Tom Brady invest money. Well, now we have officially a padel league. Uh, the Saudi are trying to buy a lot of those teams, uh, but we have eight American teams, um, one Canadian and one Mexican, and the world basically league is going to be at SVB, which we had to fight against the city of Miami and San Diego, and it's happening at SVB in Zephyr Hills. 75 million viewers are going to be watching that games. It's six weeks in a row. They're flying in every weekend, flying out, coming back, flying out, coming back, and they're going to stay at the well. 
that is really unique. Uh, the padel player are going to be the best in the world, some of the best in the world. It's not going to be the most impressive what you're going to see on those courts. They have VIP guests. Unfortunately, I wish I could name them here tonight, but we are still signing some of them. But I can tell you that out of the 10 VIP, you know all, all of them. Everybody probably knows all of them because they're not only uh, ex-tennis star, but they can be from all kind of field, uh, movie, top athletes, and they're all going to come as well, play one or twice for the league at Zephyr Hills. That is going to be absolutely um, insane. So we were very, very proud um, to have it at, um, in Zephyr Hills. That's it. So um, this is my last slide. Thank you. Uh, we are uh, trying very hard to convince a pretty big company that's in the soccer uh, right now in the world, uh, also pretty well known, to invest in soccer fields lacrosse field and other kind of turf field in uh, Zephyr Hills. As you know, Pasco County is in need of fields for kids to play sports. There's not enough, uh, not enough hotel, not enough field. And we are extremely close to uh, have an agreement with those companies. So uh, be a little bit patient, but uh, I, we wanted to send you that today because you're going to probably heard rumors in the next weeks that those people are flying in and are looking to build um, uh, something like that in Zephyr Hills. That's going to definitely change uh, a lot and help us a lot because um, they have a lot of connection. Besides bringing the money and making the, pitting those fields, it's going to definitely change a lot what we're doing. So thank you very much for listening to this. This is for the past and a little bit of the future. Um, for this, uh, we would like to go to the next one, which uh, we would need and we would we'll hope your support into having um, naming right. Basically, we would like a big sponsor like the ice skating ring, have uh, Advent Health. Uh, we would like to have, and we just put some name out there. Don't, don't look at it. It's to give you an idea of what can be done. Um, uh, as you can see, we can put it on the pickleball court. We can put it on the grass. Uh, we can put it on different, different places. The next one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we can put it in the, in the wellness center, in the restaurant. We can eventually put it over there, the well. We have to ask their permission because we don't own the building. Trying to go as fast as possible. Uh, and this is what we basically sold them and so trying to sell to the different company that hopefully are going to be joining forces and, and keep supporting what we're trying to do. Um, eventually on uh, a new building. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this again. Yeah, there we go. We have a 25K. Sorry, this is uh, another one. In April, we have a professional tennis tournament coming to SVB, uh, and it's going to be called the Sport Coast um, uh, Professional Tournament by Baycare. Uh, and very proud of that as well. It's the, it's the first one. Players are coming from all over the world to play tennis, um, a, t a professional tennis tournament at SVB. And this is one of the examples that can be done. Again, done, uh, we, we, can, we can play with uh, the, the, the place, with the color, 
but this is the idea behind what we would like that actually we really need to go to the next level or there or there. And again, don't call me on, on, on sport coast. Um, this is on uh, uh, Florida, uh, yeah, sport coast. There we go. So this is a little bit of a highlight of uh, what we present. Thank you. Any questions? I felt like I went like too fast over everything. But I didn't want to be boring. Some great stuff coming up. Thank you so much, Pascal. No, thank you. Any questions from the council members? Yes, No, um, and, and really it's amazing in the short time that you've been able to get that many different tournaments and, and people to come. So, and also the, the, the building's beautiful over there. If you haven't been there, go to look at it because it really is beautiful. Um, and that's why we, that's what we envisioned at the tennis center is just what's happening. Brings people, exposes Zephyr Hills. It's an economic driver and I think you're doing a fantastic job. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll echo that and ask, uh, are we <coughs> completely through with the dorms? Or I think you and I talked the other day, aren't more spaces in the dorm coming up? Yeah, so um, actually the building is, right now it's filled because we didn't have, we, we missed kind of the window to get professional and juniors to come. We opened two or three months too late, so they were already signing somewhere else. So we postponed for a year. We opened into anybody that can rent a place and it's full. I mean, there's no room available. So, and with all those events, I mean, no room, zero. Uh, but uh, the, the, the investors are, are willing to work with us and uh, all the people who are there sign the lease until August. And in August, once we know exactly how many people are going to be staying and juniors and pros, we're going to keep a certain amount of rooms for them. So that's been fantastic. Very good. Um, and I want to add, because we didn't have time to put a slide on that, that um, the SVB Foundation is also, uh, sorry, we, we were late at 3.15, we sent it too late, um, our fault. Uh, but uh, we are going to be in 16 different schools next year, I mean this year, which is pretty impressive. Uh, so that's Nick Walton and the entire team and the, the board. It's, it's been very, very much uh, a great job. And, you know, I'm here presenting this, and I'm very happy to do so and represent everybody. But, uh, you know, without the partners uh, and the team, I mean, you know, I have the nice role and I get the, to talk and the flowers, but uh, the team behind is absolutely amazing. And um, they come from, again, all over the world. So it's pretty, pretty nice to be part of that team. Yes, Mr. And, and I just wanted to uh, echo what Councilman Smith said. You know, this was not just tennis courts that we did out. This was going to be an economic driver, and it's borne that out and, more, and then some. And so I just want to reiterate what you were talking about. The city of Miami pushed hard for this Padel tournament. This is an international thing, and they decided to come here to Zephyr Hills. So, I mean, again, you guys are doing a great job out there with it, and there's more to come, and, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, – some of the other things that are coming up, and so on, on the naming rights estimate, I guess I guess he was saying that we would have to approve something like that. Is that what he was getting? Yeah, at? I, I think. So the question was asked if they could do it, and I said I don't have the authority to to approve that. It would have to go before council. So I think once an agreement is reached, I, I think the concept really for tonight, I think what Pascal was presenting was, are you okay as a as a board? Are you okay with that concept of? Um, having a naming sponsor and, and saying powered by um, you know, X company, if, 
if you are, I think the team continues their conversations that they've had with a potential um, sponsor, and then that can come back and we can approve the design and, and the size and the, and the, um, the name relationship to the, to the building. Does the, um, we, we talked, to, he, you mentioned the um, ice rink. So is the ice rink owned by the county or is it owned by individual investors? I think that one is privately owned. Okay, so you know, my only concern is that we've never done this before for any other city-owned building, it, to my knowledge or my recollection. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I think we need to look at precedent, um, you know, ask Mr. Maggard's opinion on the matter and just make sure that we don't uh, overstep any boundaries, but right. it sounds like a great idea. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Anything else, gentlemen? If not, thank you, Mr. Clark. Thank you very much. Mayor? Uh, yes, I have. Is Mr. Harold yes. here? Okay. Yes, uh, I don't think we can hear you, Mayor. Can you? We can't hear you, Mayor. Could you take the the Dallas microphone? Right Come on in, gentlemen. Oh, right on up here. I'm Just there. walk. Tall <laughs> player ever hit the street. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. How you doing, hey, That's a bright, that's a okay. bright city shirt. <laughs> Woo, we can see him. You going to do some fishing? Oh, we do too. My wife and I fish all the time. We caught, we caught 27, but at 9 o'clock, it's just like turning them off. They stop it. We were sending. Mayor, can we hear you now? Testing. Whereas February is traditionally celebrated as Black History Month and was established to recognize the accomplishments of African Americans. And whereas Alice Harold was a 34-year was employee of the city of Zephyr Hills and the first African American to be hired by the city in 1962. And whereas Mr. Harold is a native of Dawson, Georgia and moved to the city of Zephyr Hills with Doris, his wife of 65 years in 1957. Together they raised seven children and one grandson and have 25 grandchildren, 42 great-grandchildren, and 14 great-great-grandchildren. Oh. And whereas both Ellis and Doris were known to raise a village in support of children residing in the quarters, offering guidance and love and providing candy, soda, and flips to neighborhood children. And whereas Ellis Harold broke barriers that existed at the time and opened doors for other African Americans to work for the city of Zephyr Hills. And whereas Ellis Harold retired in 1996 as a driver in the sanitation department, serving as an example to other city employees.
Mr. Harold, want to say anything? I don't think he got anything to say. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate everybody coming tonight, and I'd like to honor Mr. Harold on his 34 years of public service to the city of Zephyr Hills. We have this plaque on behalf of the Public Works Department in recognition of Ellis Harold for his dedicated service to the city of Zephyr Hills from 1962 to 1996, presented by the city of Zephyr Hills Sanitation Department. And one thing I'd like to add is that the gentleman behind Mr. Harold, Taiwan Harold, is also a sanitation driver who just celebrated his 11th anniversary with the city. And If you know Alan, I you know I'm country. There is nobody in the United States in the world can cook ribs like this, man. Can cook them ribs. Okay. Congratulations. Clear his hand there so he can shake. They all want to shake your hand. And thanks to Shane and his team for the great job they do in our city. Thank you very much, all of you. Yes, that's what I was going to do. Invite the family up, please. Would all of Mr. Harold's family please come up and gather around him? I'm almost through with my, Good job, with my time, and I've just learned how Good to idea. Trying to photo bomb it. 
Thank you all. Thank you all for being here. I heard there might be some photographs out in the lobby. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was a, uh, from Bobby, Bobby Black and uh, the mayor worked on it. Hey, come by the house church at five in the afternoon. Our church starts at five. Come by. Thank you all for coming. I'll call you. All right, I, I feel like I need to do the uh, gavel. We'll give him a minute to get out. There goes Steve. Thank you, Mr. Poe. Thank you, Madam President. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and you, Mr. LeBlanc, and your team for uh, honoring Mr. Harold, who's clearly deserving of that uh, recognition. Uh, next item. Uh, we have our consent agenda items, so we have the approval of the February uh, 16th minutes uh, for the Mayor's Caucus and several other uh, regular meetings. We have the joint workshop and a couple of other agreements. Is there anything that the council members would like to pull from the consent agenda? Hearing none, if we could have a motion to approve the consent agenda I, items. I move that we approve the all consent items one through nine. Second. Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Thank you all. Next uh, is the business items for our public hearing. Mr. Maggard, turn it over to you. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, the first item I have is a second reading of ordinance number 1455-23, ordinance of the City Council <clears throat> of the City of Zephyros, Florida, establishing a 12-month moratorium on receiving and processing plans in permit applications for recreational vehicle storage, material laydown areas, and indoor storage facilities, providing for severability and providing for an effective date. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone from uh, the planning department who would like to address this matter? Okay. Just in case there are any questions. Um, Madam Clerk, do we have anyone signed up to speak to this item from the No, public? there is no one signed up to speak okay. to this item. So, so just a, a brief um, uh, kind of recap of why we're, we're, we're setting this moratorium at this time. Yeah, I, I, we've, yeah, this is the public hearing for the moratorium. We're proposing a, a year, not saying it'll take a year. Staff has already internally began doing some re research on other communities, um, analyzing, assessing, uh, you know, indoor-outdoor storage, indoor storage facilities, outdoor lay down areas you know so we've talked about that and trying to identify assess if there's any additional code or regulations that we'd like to input into the city of Zephyr Hills codes on those types of projects we fielded a few calls a couple of these items for storage facilities are on the agenda tonight 
little nervousness by those applicants, but we assured them as long as well as some other projects that were in the works already that we specifically called out and identified at the last meeting, which is in the record, so it wouldn't have any impact on those. So, um, yeah, we're going to continue to do some research on that. Once we've accumulated all the, the information that we're comfortable with, we, we might either just do a workshop or we might schedule at a future uh, council agenda item just to go over our research. And so we'll t discuss that at staff, talk with the city manager, and discuss what that next step is as Mr. far as that goes. Mr. Vandenberg, um, when looking at other communities that have implemented a similar moratorium, what were their concerns primarily about continuing to approve uh, <coughs> these types of uses? Well, I, I think like with most uh, topics, regardless of what they are, uh, when, when something, uh, like whether it's these car washes that are going through the indoor storage facilities, uh, when you don't have a lot of those and all of a sudden we start getting a lot of those, um, you, you know, what I've seen o over the years is uh, people like just to pause a little bit, uh, identify what other communities throughout the country are doing and, and just see, you know, look at our existing code and what other communities are doing and, and assess again if there's some changes that we'd like to make. So. We're, we're, I can't really talk on that other, other than, you know, a little research that I've seen already is on an indoor storage facility, some, some locations, they, they keep it off the, the main road. Some places they make the indoor storage facilities be uh, part of a mixed-use development. It can't be a standalone. I'm not promoting that, but that, that's just a couple examples of what I've already seen out there. So, yeah, we're going to do a complete holistic analysis on those those uses and look at all the topics and how, how they're being addressed in other areas and come back with some recommendations for y'all. Thank you. Gentlemen, are there any questions or comments regarding this? <coughs> um, Madam? Add if I can. Yes, certainly. Um, <clears throat> and it sounds like Ms. Hillman has something. Maybe somebody signed up. but No, uh, I was just, did we open a public hearing or? Well, uh, not yet. Not we yet. need to do that. Um, but I'll provide some comments first. Uh, section 4 is listed as exemptions in this ordinance. So that's one change we made between the first reading and the second reading based on comments and uh, concerns at the first uh, hearing. And that includes any developments that have been issued a conditional use, any developments which have had a pre-application meeting with staff, um, or any developments that have submitted a site plans uh, prior to the date of this ordinance and any developments which have, have been approved as part of a plan unit development are exempt from this ordinance. So those will still be processed and move forward. So that, that is um, a change between the two readings, so I want to point that out. Okay, thank you. And thank you for that introduction. At this time, I'll go ahead and open the public hearing. <coughs> Madam Clerk, is there anyone signed up to speak to this item? There's no one signed up to speak on this item. Okay. Would anyone like to speak on this matter at this time? Seeing none, I'm going to close the public hearing. Gentlemen, up to you. Who would like to speak? Yeah, I would just like to uh, say this is a good time to take a look at this. We're, we're going through a rebranding effort. Uh, we're hearing comments from the citizens of why they come to the city of Zephyr Hills, small town, all that. If we want to see of storage things and four-story apartments, we can look out west and see 
you know, that's what, what we want to become. So it's a good time to do this and just take a look so we can get a handle on everything so we don't become that because that's obviously with our rebranding effort, that's not what people are looking for. So I just think, Madam President, I just think it's a good time to just kind of step back and reevaluate everything that we've been doing. We are growing so fast and I'm getting so many citizens coming to me all the time you know, traffic, traffic, traffic. So I think like Councilman Burgess said, this is a good good idea and a good time to really take a look at the whole process on these. If, if necessary, Mr. Vandenberg, we, you mentioned something that's important. If necessary, we can revisit this. And in other words, we're putting a year, which is great, but we could revisit it maybe in six months or yeah, so. Yeah, for sure, yes, yes sir. Mr. Mayor, do you have any comments regarding No, I agree with uh, okay. Councilman. Yeah, when we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the reasons why, so some of the things that I'm hearing are it adds, you know, particularly during uh, off-peak hours and when people are moving around the first of the month, it creates a little bit of a traffic issue, so it's nice for it to be off of a main road. Secondly is that these types of facilities don't generate a lot of jobs, so they're taking up right. land that could be... Right reserved for um, uh, commercial uses where would employ our citizens and um, then and and also the the tax revenue over a long period of time uh, is is there is, is it beneficial to all concerned so uh, if there's nothing further may I have a motion with approval second we have a motion uh, from uh, councilman Smith and a second from Councilman Burgess. Okay, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, next item up on the list is, excuse me, Planning Director's Report. Ah. We have Ms. McGuire, if you could please uh, state your name and address for the record. Yep, good evening. Um, Audrey McGuire, Historic Preservation Specialist and Community Planner for the city. Uh, so we are revisiting tonight um, the Trump Place Boat and RV Park. Um, Lori, if you could go back to the, yep, thank you. Um, this is located um, on the east side of Trump Place within the Park Place Industrial Park. Uh, it is about 2.57 acres. Um, the applicants ha are here tonight and they do have a presentation. Um, so I would like for Erin, uh, if she wants to come up and go ahead and give her presentation and then I will follow up with the, the staff report. Good evening, Erin Setzer. Oh, yeah. Did you want to click yourself? I would love to. I figured. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Erin Setzer, RC Investment Group, LLC, um, located at 29619 Morning Mist Drive, Wesley Chapel, Florida, 33543. Um, this is in regards to the Trump Place boat and RV storage. Too fast there. So, just a little update on conditional use timeline as a refresher. So, this was something that was um, the planning department did recommend approval. And then the site plan review committee recommended approval on October 18th. And then the planning commission did recommend approval on November 15th with no additional conditions. Um, on our city council meeting on December 12th, 
it was um, rejected on the basis that there are not any buildings or structures on our previous conceptual site plan. So we heard your concerns, we listened, and we want to readdress those concerns this evening. So the concerns of the city council, as well as the neighboring property owners. So our site plan has been updated to include an 8,700 square foot structure at the center of the property. So it is 175 foot by 50 foot structure, uh, 16 foot tall. Um, the structure was designed to be able to convert into a warehouse for future use. Um, so then that way we can have um, handicap parking and everything else that comes along with that. The structure will be co um, constructed of steel and galvalume, which is consistent with surrounding properties and some of the images that were presented during the last city council meeting. And this will increase the ad valorem taxes for the city and hopefully satisfy any concerns that the council as well as um, neighboring property owners have in regards to the lack of structure. So this is our new conceptual site plan. You can see kind of the box in the middle, and this is also was in the, uh, the packet that you should have received prior. Um, that is the site plan with the proposed building in the center. Um, of that, once again, that's 175 foot by 50 foot by 16 tall, which is 8,700 square foot. Also, in addition to our last site plan, we do have a retention pond and floodplain mitigation that has been added. It's a little more sensitive than I expected. Um, so this is a kind of a design layout of our conceptual structure. Um, as you can see, this is, our proposal is for this to be something that can be converted into a warehouse for future use. We want to make sure that it meets that so it's not going to be a single slope. It is going to be a pitched building. Sorry, this is very sensitive. There we go. Okay, so just want to kind of go through some recent comparable conditional use approvals. Um, so at the city council meeting on October 10th, there was an approval for Park Place boat and RV storage. Um, and just something kind of that I bolded on here that it was finding conformity with the comprehensive plan and the land development code. Um, I know there has been a very strong focus on manufacturing as well as job creation. So just wanted to show that as of October 10th, this was in conformity with the comprehensive plan and the land development code. In addition to that, also on the October 12th meeting, there was Zephyr storage. Um, and on here, um, the property is planned for an indoor storage facility with the proposed height is being processed as conditional use. So this was as conditional use because of the height. Also, this was something that was rezoned um, to be instead of residential, to be a mixed use, to be able to have this Zephyr storage. Um, in addition to that, the city was rezoned, so all of Zephyr storage would be within city limits. And the petition use of the property is consistent with the development trends in the area, will generate taxes, and require very limited city services. The petition's also consistent with the city's comprehensive plan and land development code. In addition, 
We do have the good folks here representing Pretty Pond Self Storage tonight, um, and their action item will be read for their conditional use, which is also based on um, height. And once again, this was finding conformity with the comprehensive plan and land development code. And then reasons why our project should be approved for conditional use. So this project is in public interest. It does meet and exceed conditional use requirements. It is consistent with development trends in the area. It will generate taxes and it will require very limited city services. It's also consistent with the city's comprehensive plan and land development code per recent approvals. And our updated conceptual site plan does satisfy the concerns regarding the lack of structure from the city council as well as our neighboring property owners. And I'll go ahead and turn it back over to Audrey. Thank you for your time. So when city staff looks at conditional uses, there's a set of standards in the land development code that we are required to look at. Um, and that is in part 11.10.00 of the land development code. And um, I, I'm gonna go through some of those standards and I'm not gonna touch on all of them tonight. They are in front of you in the staff report. Um, and then I will also kind of talk about the three C's um, that we look at in terms of planning, and that's consistency, compatibility, and character as well um, for what is um, in my staff report again tonight. So one, the proposed conditional use will not adversely affect or contribute to the deterioration of quality of life or property values in the immediate neighborhood. Um, so after staff's analysis, we've found no findings um, that it would negatively impact um, those <coughs> property values. It is located within an industrial park. There are other similar uses within that park that are existing today. Um, the proposed use is consistent with the character and existing land use patterns in the surrounding area. Again, it is located within the Park Place Industrial Park. Surrounding um, uses in the area include um, storage uses, include warehousing, include light industrial activities within that industrial park. There are no residential um, uses nearby for it to impact um, as far as, as it's... Um, proximity to any type of agricultural use or anything like that. Everything within that area either has an industrial land use designation for the future or an industrial use um, for zoning as it stands today. Um, the proposed conditional use will not create or excessively increase traffic or parking congestion or otherwise affect public safety. Um, so recreational vehicle uses are generally a low traffic generator. They will be considered de minimis by the city standards um, when their traffic study is finalized um, and does come in with the site development plans. Um, so, you know, just to kind of save a little bit, bit of time, I'm not going to go through all of these tonight, um, but ending with the last one, the proposed conditional use will not adversely affect health, safety, or welfare of the surrounding community. Um, RV storage is a land intensive use, um, but it is not going to take a lot of city services um, in terms of utilities, in terms of infrastructure needs. Um, or sanitation needs, um, and it will not negatively impact the health, safety, or welfare of the overall area. 
When we look at compatibility, uh, we found that the um, RV storage use is compatible with um, the existing zoning district and the uses that are in the area, which include recreational vehicle storage, include warehousing and industrial flex space. Um, when we look at the character of the area, um, the applicants are proposing um, about 7.8% of their lot to be covered by structure, and that's a minimum. Um, so when you look at the square footage of their lot, and then you take the square footage of their building that they're proposing, that's about 7.8%. When you look at that comparison to Park Place as a whole, they're in line with what else is being proposed within that area. They are proposing a steel, steel building um, with the ability to enclose it in the future. And again, that is you know, consistent with the character of the industrial park that is out there. When we look at consistency, we try to determine, does this work with our land development code and our regulations that are in place today? Um, so subsection 2010318 of the land development code describes the LI zoning district as being established to identify areas of the city appropriate for the location of light manufacturing, materials processing, storage of bulk commodities, distribution facilities, and similar processes, which require extensive site area, and again, this is a land intensive use and it is consistent with the definition of the LI zoning. Um, table 2201 in the land development code requires them to go through the conditional use process um, in which they are doing, um, but it does allow for this to be considered um, with, you know, within that zoning district. The future land use element of the city's comprehensive plan, it is consistent with our comprehensive plan and the definition of light industrial activities that is outlined in the future land use element, which range from ones that are very land intensive, but require few public services or facilities, such as open storage and warehousing. Um, so when staff did our analysis, um, going through the consistency, the character and the compatibility, uh, we didn't see any glaring issues there in our recommendation, um, as it has been from, from the very beginning, <coughs> excuse me. You need some water? <laughs> Maybe. You can take a break. You can take <laughs> All a right, moment. no, I went through that a little bit quickly. I'm fine, okay. thank you, Lori. Take a swig. Yeah, so as it was originally has carried through and staff's recommendation was still appro approval. As Ms. Susser um, noted, the site plan reviews committee, review committee's recommendation was approval um, with no additional conditions in October of 2022. The Planning Commission's recommendation was approval with no additional conditions in um, November of 2022, um, and the vote um, previously to deny based off of no structures. Um, the applicants have come back with their proposed revisions tonight, and I'm happy to answer any questions <laughs> if you have any. We'll start with uh, Mr. Mr. Knight. Do you have any questions? Okay. Mr. Proctor. I, I feel that they have met everything that we asked, so I have no issues. Burgess? Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that re was requested was the, uh, the structure being similar in scope to the, the other project at the same type of uh, use, and it appears that that's what they're focusing on too. So what we really hope is that they bring your business here, they close that building in and bring your business here and create some jobs, like we were talking about with economic development. So that that's, I think they've met what we're looking for too. So my, I, I think, again, I want to remind uh, folks that the, 
the reason why we have a conditional use for these kinds of these kinds of uh, or conditional use of application process for these types of use it, it affords council considerable latitude as it re relates to whether or not a use is um, appropriate for a particular area so I hear what you're saying I guess the question that I would have was if we had another applicant who wanted to do that at what point does that start to diminish the value of properties of surrounding properties so those so when we talk you when you make a statement that it doesn't can't affect or doesn't affect adjacent properties I think that's somewhat subjective and we'd have to look at that from an expert point of view um, and then uh, we, uh, Ms. Setzer brought up Zephyr storage the, those those are at a different location and, and that's correct. you know and and they have a different function so clearly there's a trend in 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 the environment now where a lot of people are living in a much smaller space and so one of the results of that is that people need to have storage facilities so um, I, I don't have anything further on this if we don't have anything further we'll I'll entertain a motion move approval second we have a motion and a second all those in favor please say aye aye and I'm going to oppose just for the reasons that I've spoke about before that I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that if we continue to approve that type of use in that location that it could long-term diminish the value of adjacent properties and if I may um, that is something that we'll look into um, with the update for the um, storage uses during the moratorium thank you and let me just say something though I think it could be a placeholder though for somebody who just wants to hold the land as an investor waiting on something to happen though. so it might not be doesn't mean it's etched in stone that that's going to be there forever so you say it diminishes it but I'm like this is the best place for something like this in my opinion out there so um, near the airport Matt this is this a public hearing I think we have it down as just a no okay. it's just a presentation okay, this time. thank you yeah. sorry I just wanted to make sure okay so we had a motion and a second and we have a vote thank so, you anything further thank you next item uh, the there's next the city manager's report yeah sorry just looking I didn't realize I was having this item um, so in front of you, you have a special event um, application for uh, Main Street that is titled Sip and Stroll. Uh, it does involve alcohol. That's the sip part um, for an event on Saturday, March 10th from 5 to 8 p.m. They're looking to have a night market instead of a, a morning market. Main Street's requesting to create a temporary wet zone along 5th Avenue from 7th Street to 9th Street, including 8th Street from 4th to 6th Avenue and Clock Plaza. Uh, alcohol will be sold or distributed by the businesses along 5th Ave. Uh, they did, the applicants did meet with Public Works and also the Police Department to discuss the event, and at the time no issues were raised. Staff recommends approval of the conditional use, uh, or excuse me, recommends approval conditional upon receipt of the DBPR temporary alcohol permit and updated uh, COI or certificate of insurance to include the host liquor liability prior to the event. Any questions? Uh, it's, it's Saturday, March 10th. Would, that would be Friday, March 10th? I'm sorry. Friday? Okay. Friday, March 10th. Do we have a, uh, any discussion, any concerns? We have a motion. Move approval. Second. 
We have a motion and a second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Next up is uh, the city, oh, oops. City Attorney's yep. Report. Thank you, Madam President. I have one item, um, which is the first reading of resolution number 810-23, resolution by the City Council of the City of Zephyr Hills relating to height, a proven and conditional use to exceed the height limitations of the C2 commercial, uh, Community Commercial Zoning District on parcel 34-25-21-019-0050. Five zeros zero zero one zero finding conformity with the comprehensive plan and land development code and providing for an effective date. Um, I don't see that it's a public hearing on here, but I'd ask that you make it one. You ask that I make it one. I, I ask that you open a public okay. hearing on this, please, Mr. Corvo. Uh, actually, we before we ask, uh, we ask uh, the. Um, planning director to give us kind of a, a recap or a, um, do we do we want to do that now or yeah you can do that first and then the okay and then I'll open the public yes. hearing after you give the brief okay. presentation all right that sounds good so I'm hearing it's the council's pleasure I'll go ahead and do a, a brief overview of the project and a couple extra details since there were a couple of the council members uh, absent the last meeting so here we go this is the pretty pond self-storage conditional use as a reminder, under the existing code that we reviewed this, a three-storage, excuse me, a three-story self-storage unit is required. It requires a conditional use under existing code, anything that's over one story or uh, 15 feet. I almost forgot. I've got the, it's at the oh, corner of Gall Boulevard and Pretty Pond right here, which is in the market at Zephyr Hills. Uh, commercial subdivision and let's see um, here's a view of the subject site from pretty uh, excuse me from 301 looking west in the project facts so the, the the actual site the entire site is a little over eight acres the subject site for the uh, conditional use for the storage facility is a little over four acres it's under for the uh, FAR. It's within the C2 zoning district. And the building height, which is what you all are reviewing this evening, and as part of this resolution, is 44 feet inclusive of the parapet. Now, probably of utmost importance is it has a minimal impact on our existing water use permit. Uh, conditional uses, excuse me, the um, Storage facilities typically don't require as much water usage as many other commercial uses. It's in the C2 district, as I just discussed. The subject uh, is in the, the dark or the wide red line, the building, excuse me, and then the actual lot is in the, the lighter red, as you can see. And as a particular note, the lot, which is lot one, also includes the stormwater retention pond. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. As you're looking at this, the background building is the building of the proposed uh, elevation. Now, the front buildings may or may not change. As we discussed the last meeting, 
the project uh, is in a, a state of flux for some of those commercial out parcels. The one that you see on the right, the red roofed building, is the radiant car wash. That one is currently being constructed. We, when we look at this project from a scale and massing standpoint, I'm going to go back one, one slide. It's, well, actually, I went back two slides. It's set back far from the public rights of way. So even though this is a three-story building, because it's set back further from the view of the passerbyers, um, it gives it less of an overall impact in the neighborhood. Here's the south view with enhanced uh, buffer per the requirements of the SPRC. And also, the Planning Commission recommended those enhanced buffers as well. And that would be on the south side of the building and then on the west side. And you're going to see that in just a minute. Here's the view from Pretty Pond that does not have that enhanced buffer. I did not have an elevation to show you on that. But my next slide, actually my one after this, has the enhanced buffer along uh, that road that goes up to Walmart. Okay. I'm going to back on this one. Here's the southeast view, just, just to give you an idea. Okay. So conditional use uh, criteria, part of the LDC requirements, not adversely affect the neighborhood, consistent with the surrounding character of the neighborhood, adequate screening and buffering. We just talked about that one. Meets the requirements of the C2 zoning district. There's only, as, it, as the code is right now, there's only three zoning districts that these storage facilities are allowed, C2, C3, and then that LI zoning district as well. Traffic concerns, parking, and drainage. So overall, the, the uh, storage facilities uh, exhibit a reduction in the number of uh, parking and the number of traffic generation. As the council president pointed out a few minutes ago with the other um, item on the agenda tonight, they do exhibit sometimes during months uh, when there's uh, disruption, when people are moving a lot, they may have a, an increased uh, traffic generation. But overall, it, it's a reduction in the actual traffic impact from what was originally reviewed under the traffic impact for that market at Zephyr Hills. And then drainage, there's a common drainage agreement between all of the lot owners onto that lot number one for the retention pond and for the maintenance of that retention pond. Before I go to height regulations, does anybody have any questions or concerns at this point? Okay. Yes. I do. So could you flip back to that elevation yes. um, that shows the view from Highway 301? This one. So, oops. So is that area, when, when I think about when you travel on 301, like it would be helpful to have a section to the building. This appears like a flat, you know, this is a little bit, this rendering is, is, is misleading because mm -hmm. I think that, that, the, that the site goes up, right? The site goes up, but this is being cut back into the site. Does that make sense? Well, this, the site was, it, it um, historically did exhibit an elevation change that uh, increased as you went northeast, excuse me, northwest. But when they leveled the site and, and removed all of the uh, existing infrastructure and replaced that all, uh, this, the site is fairly level at this point. 
Yes. So if you go back to that original uh, or that last slide that shows stacked, it looks like stacked or a, or a terraced okay. mat right there. Okay. Is that terraced? Or is that, I, I'm, that's I'm, a creeping, um, like a jasmine or something that's on, uh, planted on the fence. Okay. But uh, what side is that, Rodney? This would be the south side. So okay. if you were at Pretty Pond, this is the view, the, the, uh, the uh, drainage. Slide. Slide before. You had a slide where it showed. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. You kind of see what, yeah. So you're look, you're standing kind of at that bottom left mm -hmm. corner looking at the building, so what you're seeing is kind of multiple layers of landscaping okay. from Pretty Pond north to the building. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, That's hold it, on right? a second. Yes. Is, okay. what, what road is that? That's Pretty this Pond? This is the access road onto Pretty Pond. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think, we don't have a name for this road. So, if you're, so if you're standing, oh, oh, oh. yeah, you're okay. on Pretty okay. Pond, mm -hmm. and that's the access road that would run in front of the building. The next road that's up not is the access road that that's runs. No. Correct, that, you're standing that's on running Pretty north. Pond. That's headed north. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. towards the light? No, yeah. so if you're standing at you're standing at Pretty Pond and you're looking towards Murphy or the gas station, this is the view you would see. So mm -hmm. behind you is the Sonic, uh, the, where Sonic ends and the tractor supply parking lot begins. Yeah, it's kind of halfway between the Sonic and the tractor supply. Yeah, if you go right. another 50 feet, then you're at that access road to Walmart, yes. So is there more than one way in and out of the site? Let me look at the site plan. Yes, and, and that's a really good question. And since we're at this access road, if you were at the stop sign going on to Pretty Pond, you would be able to take a right or you would be able to take a left. Now, one of the comments of the Planning Commission was that we really needed to see some turn arrows at the corner of Pretty Pond and Gall with the stoplight. We've got the stoplight, we've got the turn lanes, however, we need turn arrows. So we've communicated that with FDOT and we're currently working with them on that so that we can allay those fears. Now on the other access point, which would be on Gall Boulevard, that's a limited access. So it's only a right in or a right out. Okay? Honey, yes, sir. Uh, echo what you said. I, I brought this up the last time. Emergency, do we need to have on the backside on Canal or what I called Walmart Road, do we need to have any kind of access for exit or anything there? We, from an, from an emergency standpoint, the site is serviced with two uh, access points right now. Now, I'll just remind the council that when this site was leveled and prepared, that there's, and it's probably, let me get this picture out here. There's an elevation change on that road that goes up to Walmart right here. You can, you can see that. So it's not feasible to have an access to that road. We actually looked at that was one of the first concerns I had that I wanted to see access for interconnectivity. Yes, sir. But in, in our plan, go back to the site plan if you could, please. Yes. I've got a mental blank. Of, well, I'm talking about the one with the red area where it's free. Oh okay. boy, where did it go? What's under it. What's oh. under construction right there? It's, I know where the uh, car wash is going in. I'm on the opposite end of the property. What's under construction? So, there we go. So right. yeah. So right now, if, if the screen that's oh, not that one. 
Yeah, this is the radiant car wash that's currently under construction right here. Hold on, hold on. Put him over there. Wait a minute. It, isn't radius under construction at the top and other on the north end? Or is it the other end? This on the north end. This is the this is the entire market at Zephyr Hills right here. Oh, Canal Drive is the name of the road that goes up to Walmart. I know, but the bottom right hand corner says under construction. What is that? Radiant. Oh, no, the corner, this is the, the radiant. corner at Pretty Pond in 301. Right now, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. That, that, is, that is not under construction at the moment. That's what I thought. Yep. That, that yep. clears it up then. Yep. I apologize so for I that confusion. What got going in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, just, just so everyone's on the same page. The, the top, the north part that says under construction, that's the radiant gas station or the radiant car wash. The bottom, closer to Pretty Pond, um, where it says existing signal. And then Pretty Pond, and right above where it says Pretty Pond Road, under construction, that is not under construction currently. Has there been an application for that? No. Uh, I, I kind of got into a little detail at the last presentation. There's been some disruption in the retail industry, so in the restaurant industry. We've, we had previously worked with the developer on a couple of concepts uh, that fell through. So. At this point, I do not have any more information on what's going in on those uh, parcels that are fronting along right here. Right. So the only thing that is known at this point in the market at Zephyr Hills is the radiant and then this item that's before you this evening. Okay? Uh, one other quick question. Go ahead. Well, and one thing that Rodney brought up last time is there's not enough room left for any kind of a grocery store there. So that, that's out, basically. So if we look at that uh, elevation, uh, we'll go back to that elevation <laughs> with the, mm -hmm. uh, if you would, thank you. This one? No, it's the one, the facing 301. So what is the lineal footage essentially along that, along that road there? So it looks like, is it 250 feet? Approximately. Mm -hmm. So there'll be two signs on that, on that face of that wall? On the wall of the, the, of the, the building? Of the, the, the facade of the building that faces 301. In the rendering that you showed us, it has two signs that say extra storage or whatever. And, you know, not that one, but the elevation. That's a, that's a perspective. We're looking at the elevation. Now, I remind, these are illustrative purposes only, and the signage is handled by the building department, so it needs to be in full compli uh, compliance with the existing signage code. So, I just want to make sure that we're not approving something that, that implies that we want two uh, The, the two only thing that's on that being one. approved tonight is the height. Okay. Yeah. 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 May I point out exactly and echo what you said, Mr. Burgess, is this is good, it's fine, uh, but we are be, we're going to limit ourselves with the the rest of the facility, the rest of the land use. I know we all had hoped, quote, we're going to get all these, quote, we we're going to get a hotel. But by doing this, we are definitely limiting ourselves for what we can propose that will come in. Yeah, that, I mean, that point was echoed, and I, I described that at the last meeting when uh, the likelihood of a grocery store coming in at this point would be very small unless it were a smaller neighborhood type like grocery store. Market. Yes. Good point. Are there any other comments, questions, concerns? So I, I guess I need to open a public hearing. So one okay. quick question do we have was, was this advertised as a public hearing? Yes, it was. 
Okay, great. Because of resolution, there's just one reading. So the first reading is the public hearing and everything. Opening the public hearing. Do we have anyone here to discuss uh, or make a... Um, there's no one signed up to speak on this item. Thank you. Is there any other further... Uh, well, seeing none, I'm going to close... Oh, yes. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to close the public yeah. hearing. Now I'll open the floor to a motion. Um, yeah, before I motion and I, I think all of us would have liked to have seen a different use there I mean no doubt however yeah we have rules that we've established the applicant has uh, played by all those rules apparently staffs approved this correct we're looking for conditional use for the height is the only difference that that um, is correct sir. Um, and I hope that as we look at the uh, moratorium we passed earlier that will consider areas just like somebody had said I think Todd said this this is a this is a great parcel here and you hate to see it used for storage I really do but I understand I understand I get it I landowner wants to sell he's playing by the rules that's just you know we we made the rules so if we don't like the rules who we got to blame you know so with that with that long-winded Speech. I'll I'll approve this <laughs> item. Well, I think we still want to have some discussion. We all, had, so, yeah. we all had our hopes up on all these in the hotel sure. and so forth. But I totally agree. They've done everything correct. So for me, I think we're talking about height, but but I think that this is a enormous building for that site. Number one, number two, I. You know, I'm concerned about the density, the number of people coming in and out of that on a regular basis. And, and again, this, that we, we look at all of these, and if they're playing by the rules, we look at all of these, and it's the reason why we have a conditional use process, because it affords the council latitude as to whether or not this is congruent with what our constituents are saying to us. So, so I think, you know, I'm still, I think we have a motion oh, on the floor currently. Yeah. And, 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 and we can discuss it because we're talking about traffic. This is the lower impact of anything that you could it, quite it imagine. You know? So, is. so I mean, a hotel would be more impact. And I, I'm with you. We just need it. We just need the developer to, if it looks like that, we probably, all of us will be fine with it, I would say. You know, if it has landscaping package, has those elevations, if it comes in lesser than that, eh, you know, might not be, uh, you know, just exactly what we want. Um, but that's a busy intersection. Um, I, and the height doesn't bother me too much because probably 15 foot of the back of that building, they're going to be, you know, the road's probably 15 foot in the air from the back of that building. At least on that walkway. So the impact's not going to be on the west side. It won't be on the south side. It won't be on the north side. It's just going to be on the eastern face. So, I mean. I went and viewed two such storage places because I believe I'd asked some of you. And uh, I was impressed. And if they come out like those two that you mentioned, I, I was impressed. The discussion was quite a bit of discussion last meeting about this, and you know, Rodney brought up the economics of, you know, we can wish all we want, but if nobody's going to put anything there, 
And, you know, we, we kind of resigned ourselves to, yes, we would have loved to see something, restaurants or whatever there, but it's been weeds and dirt for a couple of years, and that looks bad, too. So, you know, I'm kind of along the same lines as the rest of you. It's like, not ideal. It's not what we really were looking for, but if the economy is kind of pushing us that way right now, then we'll just have to future considerations that we need to consider that stuff. Motion. I'll second Lance's motion. So we have a motion and a second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 And I get, I'm, I'm going to reluctantly say aye as well because I don't really have a compelling reason to say no. All those in favor, uh, well, we have a motion and it's uh, all those in favor, please say aye. We have aye. aye. Opposed, none. Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you, Council. If I may, I, I would just like to say that staff echoes your frustrations as well. So I think we'll take this opportunity with a moratorium yes. to review the code. Unfortunately, we review the code, and if the code allows certain things in certain places, our hands are tied. Exactly. So this is a learning experience, and you have our commitment that we'll review the LDC to make sure that we can work with the community and make the best possible choices oh, and moving I get it. forward. I mean, they, they, they can't make the numbers work if, we, if they don't have a certain number of units, and, yes. and that's just a business decision too, so. Thank you so much. Okay. thank you. Uh, next up is our citizen comments. We have Ms. Murphy here from uh, thank you, thank you. from Skydive City. Hi. Hi there. If you just um, state your name and address for the record kindly. Joni Murphy, 4718 Coast Road, Zephyr Hills. Been there for 32 years. I originally was coming tonight, to, as it says on here, to ask for a workshop. Um, over this past week, we've had some really great progress with Mr. Poe and Mr. Coleman, who's not here tonight, right? So at this point, um, I'm not asking for that, but I just had a couple things I would like to say. <clears throat> I attended the uh, branding meeting recently, and... Um, you know, we're, we're, we're so honored that all these years we have been part of the branding. It's on the uh, city logo. I'm aware of one other city in the entire world that has a parachute on their logo. So that makes it very unique. We've, we've been skydiving on this airport for 60 years. Zephyr Hills has been in existence for 109 years, so that's a lot of history. You guys see it from this point of view. You know, we put people in motels and restaurants, and we employ a lot of people also. But you don't see what this city and skydiving means to the skydiving world. Every skydiver in the world knows Zephyr Hills, and it's their goal to, at some point in their skydiving career, to come here. The whole history of modern skydiving comes through Zephyr Hills. I could go on and on. I'm not. <laughs> I want to let you know that, that right now, Pascal mentioned Hayabusa. Hayabusa has won the world meet for four, di four different times they've won the world meet. World meets are held every other year. They come here and train. They're staying with uh, Pascal, as he mentioned earlier. They're from Belgium. Right now, we have a Canadian swoop team out there. They've been coming for 10 years. 
Thank you for the extra leg on our swoop pond. It's really being used. It's made us one of the best swoop ponds in the world. If you'd like to come out this week, it's a great time to watch people going across the pond 100 miles an hour. These are the real top people in the sport. It's Canadian. It's a Canadian team. Like I said, they've been coming for 10 years. That's really about it. Um, hope to continue to have a great relationship with the city. We see it as a, we're a team, what we can do to help this city as, as our sport of skydiving that, again, has been here for 60 years. And um, anybody have any questions or comments? Here I am. Madam, yes. I would like to say I agree with you. I do like the, uh, the skydiving part of the logo on our, on our city uh, banner. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you on that. And maybe we can keep that in there somehow. But. Yeah, who, who knows what the future is going to be, but, it, but we're very proud that to this point we've been on the logo and, and been so recognizable in, in this city. But 60 years, it's a long time. Ms. Murphy, I would it's say a long time. for our family, um, you know, the, this has been part of the fabric of our community that people know, um, know about tandem skydiving, all the championships. I've been to these swoop competitions before. I think for us, you know, as, as the city um, decision makers here in this role, we, we struggle with, you know, this is a general aviation airport, and there are some dichotomies between what we may become and what we are today. And so those are that constant struggle, we just want to be sure that I want to be sure that you're heard in the process, that you and Susan are heard in the process, and that you're given fair, uh, you know, treatment and, and you know, I, I look forward to having kind of an update because we talk about, we make all these decisions and we don't get those updates and we sort of, people come up to us and we kind of don't know where things are <laughs> at the moment because there's always so much going on. Right, know? yeah. But, um, well, anytime yeah. we're here to, to educate you. And um, right now the Board of Directors meeting, the U United States Parachute Association Board of Directors meeting is happening in Reno, Nevada right now, we were just uh, awarded the 2024 Collegians. So we'll have teams here from the Air Force Academy, midshipmen from um, Naval Academy, the West Point Academy, they, all of the service acad uh, academies have skydiving teams and a lot of universities all over the country have skydiving teams. So 2024 we'll be having the Collegians at Skydive City. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, next up is the mayor announcements. Well, we have one other person signed oh, up to oh, speak. That would be Andrew Nagy. Mr. Nagy, sorry to bother you again, but we have to ask you to state your name and address for the record. Andrew W. Nagy. 554A 23rd Street, Jefferson Hills. I'm right on the corner of 8th and 23rd. My house right on the corner a lot. Uh, Madam Council President, Council Members, Mr. Mayor, City Manager, City Attorney. I was in front of Council back, I think, August or September requesting that the back part of Jeffrey Park be named in honor of Captain Jeffries.
Uh, I'm curious as to where we stand on that. Uh, my thought was, and I realize the wheels of government move slow. I also understand that it may be now a mute point if you're going to scrap that whole veterans area and move it over to Veterans Park. But where do we stand on naming that back part for the veterans meet uh, Captain Jeffrey's Memorial Park? I understand the city attorney has to write up a resolution. What does the historical association have to do to forward this proposal? So I'll, I'll <clears throat> fall on that sword, and I have not done anything. I completely forgot about it until Mr. Ed and Aggie reminded me before the meeting. So I will go back and look. I don't know, and I'll, I don't know if we have a policy on naming parks. I, I know we do I, have one I on streets and buildings. Didn't so I need to go back that, and though, I need to go back and look at it. I don't know, so I don't want to say for sure okay. what we have or don't have. So I'll go back and look at that. Um, my suggestion is that the design of Zephyr Park, Veterans Park, that plays out before we decide what to name what. And that's just my suggestion, but I will go back and look at what our um, ordinance says about uh, the naming of public spaces. Thank you. So that sounds like it'll be on hold until it's decided what to do with Zephyr Park and Veterans Park? Well, I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Poe has agreed to get back in touch with the with uh, the Historical Society as to uh, where that process is, but it sounds like we probably need to make sure that we've uh, addressed the other issues that the CRA has brought before okay. us. Yeah, I remember a long time ago that uh, there are some longtime city employees who were instrumental in building up that whole section. and. Like I said, being the very first veteran, I think it's just fitting that he get named somewhere the veterans meet at Chief Memorial Park. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Madam Clerk, is there anyone else signed, uh, signed up to address council? No, there is no one else signed up to address council. Thank you. We'll move on to the mayor announcements. I have nothing else tonight. Thank you. Mr. Matt, uh, Mr. Poe, you're next. Um, I have a few. First, uh, I'd like to congratulate Peggy Panic. I don't know if you see her sitting over at the uh, staff table there. She was recently promoted to the library or as the library director. Um, <laughs> so this is our first council meeting. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, also, I spoke, I think I was able to speak to each of you. Mayor, I don't think I got to you before the meeting. Um, as you know, and, and, and Joni spoke to it as well as the rebranding, um, there was a creative committee that was established, uh, myself, Gail, uh, Kevin, uh, Antoine. Um, I do not know Antoine's name, last name. Hilton. Yes, and uh, Vicki Wiggins from the Chamber and Pascal Collard from SVB. Um, anyhow, the, there's, there's a backstory to it, but what I would like to do is appoint one of the council members to that committee so that council has a voice on that strap line and, and kind of some of the artwork as we pro progress through the, the process. 
um, before it uh, shows up just in, you know, for council to, to see. So my request would be that the group appoint an individual to sit on that committee. For design decisions, is that what you're talking Correct. about? Correct, yep. Okay. For the, the strap line uh, and the design moving forward. So what time requirement are you looking at? A um, couple, couple meetings, probably two or three meetings, maybe an, an hour at a time. Would these meetings be in the evening after work? They would be during the day. Well, that would kind of leave me out. I mean, we can we can move them. Um, I know the last meeting we had was about 10:30 in the morning. Um, it's hard for me to leave that time of day. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of playing. I, we're playing around the consultant's time as well. Um, you know, trying to schedule six people together is, is the difficult part, or seven, I guess. Who wants to do it? <laughs> I was going to say, is, is the designer on the council uh, able yeah. to swing the morning meetings? Jody? I recommend I, council president Jody Wilkes. Here, here. Okay, well, thank I you. A and uh, so, so, uh, so, Mr. Weiss, we. I would like to ask you, does that sound like an accurate uh, description of what the time commitment is? Because I um, I'm am delighted to have the opportunity. And while I'm not an expert at graphic design and some of those other things, I think I do bring some level of, of aesthetic balance, composition, and mm -hmm. historical knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Weiss, Zephyrl's public information officer. I don't know if I'm getting a cold or whatnot, but <clears throat> yeah, so we've been meeting uh, roughly an hour and a half. Um, and if needed, we could do Zoom. I mean, the consultant is reaching us via Zoom, but um, the six of us thus far, the first two meetings we've had, we've met in person at the uh, at City Hall in the conference room. Um, but obviously with your schedule, if, if you have to pop in via Zoom or whatnot, I'm sure that could be accommodated. And um, we tried to, um, you know, I, I kind of get a, a timeline or a time frame from the consultant at what works. And I, I reach out to all the committee members and say, hey, does does this time frame work for you? And if not, we, we figure out something that works. But and we have an agenda and we have like a... a, a timeline and yeah basically get, a baseline we have to make so decisions based on x y and z okay. yeah now what um north star would like to do with you is is kind of have a little bit of an onboarding meeting and kind of get you up to speed with the process and and what we've done thus far and just um kind of loop you into what's going on so um and that can be done really whenever but i would imagine the next meeting would probably be sometime in mid-march um is what we're hopefully targeting so um like Billy said, if I had to guess, probably two, three, four more meetings together. We're still in the process of doing the, the strap line, then the logo, the color schemes, and then um, some of the deliverables as well, seeing the brand come to life and, and some of the ideas for uh, place making and, and really making the brand pop, if you will. So that is what we're looking at. I, I will I will volunteer for that position then. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I know we've had some issues with the sound. Um, Commissioner or Councilman Smith let me know his um, feelings on that. So we have, uh, we, IT department has brought in AVISPL. Uh, this is a um, sound company. They've come in and taken a look and they're going to come back with some recommendations. So we are working on that. And then also I know we keep hearing a lot about water. We have a meeting scheduled with Swift Mud on Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday morning afternoon Wednesday afternoon uh, to discuss our issues um, 
I don't know. I, I, every day, I, one day I'm like, oh, we're in a great position. Next day, it, I feel the exact opposite. So I'm not sure where we stand exactly on that, but just wanted to let you know that we are meeting with Swift Mud on Wednesday, and hopefully we have a lot better direction and uh, a lot more information that I can pass along to council on our water situation. And that's all I have for this evening. Magrick, you're up next. Nothing from me. Okay. We'll start with you, Mr. Burgess. Um, I'm glad you uh, noted uh, Peggy over there. I was going to say something. Congratulations on the library director. And then congrats the city manager. Now, your anniversary, when is it exactly? It was the 22nd. The 20, 22nd. So happy anniversary. I think it's thank 20 you. years. 20 years. 20 yep. years to the city manager. Also, last time we didn't get a chance to thank Mr. Earl yeah, properly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Earl brought the Valentine's Day candy and stuff to the last meeting, and uh, Mr. Earl you, is Mr. the, Earl. Uh, he's Santa Claus, he's thank the you, Easter Mr. Bunny, Earl. he's the Tooth Fairy. He always, we, he always keeps us on whatever the holiday is coming up, he keeps us stocked up. Thank you, Mr. Earl. That's all. Councilman <laughs> Smith? Yeah, Mr. Earl, Easter's coming pretty soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those are good, aren't they? Um, Peggy, congrats. Well-deserved. Um, I had an email come through, and I think today, there's two projects on 301. One's the, the, the one-way pairs that are coming. The other is a segment of 301 that's going to be improved from the apex of 39 down to 56. Anybody who's traveled through there at any time of day knows you sit there. If you go at 7 o'clock in the morning, you really sit there. If you're coming back from... Tampa on 301, from any time from 3 to 5, you're backed up to Hillsborough State Park. So what we're trying to do, we have these on the MPO <coughs> list. You have to put these projects on a list, and they kind of fund these projects as the legislature allots money. Um, our, our one project, the 301 one-way pair, is number one right now, of, 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 and we have right-of-way funded. But the problem is these things take forever. It's not going to be funded and are going to start probably till 2029, 20, 28, <laughs> something like that. I, and I know that's what I said. I, I know it's, you know, but you have to get on the list and you have to keep pushing. The one project that was from 39 to 56, we're, I'm trying and we're trying to get it pushed along with it so it doesn't happen after it. So that that's what I've been working on on the MPO. And it's it's very frustrating because the last two or three years, all of our money is getting taken by 52. It's really sucking all the money. So hopefully, but the other thing is there's some other money coming in. There's some, uh, there's some inf infrastructure money coming in. So hopefully we'll be able to get this project moved along. The, the, the bad part of the whole thing is everything costs a lot more now. So your money doesn't go as far. But anyway, I wanted to give a little update on what's going on on the MPO. Um, I think 52 opened up too, did it not? Up, yes. So 52 is open now. Um, if you've gone, and I really shouldn't say anything about it, but there's a better way to get the interstate right now. Most of you know it too. So <laughs> don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> okay, but that's all I have. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Proctor. Uh, I as well would like to congratulate Ms. Peggy. I think that was a, a wise decision on the city manager. It's well-deserved. She works very hard. And I thought it was great that we recognized Alice Harold, the proclamation. The man, it was well-deserved, and um, I'm glad we did that. And that's all I have. 
Peggy, I have a book that's overdue. Uh, <laughs> by about two years. You think you can help me with that a little bit? Your leniency. Uh, last uh, meeting, we recognized uh, the fact of Ms. Dobson dying and also Ms. Harold had died. In case you didn't put it together, that was Ellis's wife. Uh, and also, we lost another lady of the community. Some of you, I know, Lance. The uh, part store, Napa store down there, she passed away. And uh, then kind of bad, I had four funerals in two weeks. And uh, not only did Ellis lose his wife, but uh, one week later, his uh, daughter-in-law died. So that family's had more than their share. Thank you, sir. Ms. Panic, congratulations. Thank you all for your hard work. Um, I, I, I don't mean to blindside you here, Mr. Mr. Poe, but uh, when we were talking about correspondence had been kind of floating around out there and commitments that we've made or talked about in front of council, we had a letter from Mr. McDuffie, Cliff McDuffie, regarding um, the, uh, a request for a guardrail at 12th and um, I believe 12th and North Avenue. North. Mm -hmm. Has there been any, any? So there was conversation that was had. Um, part of the issue is, is kind of the, the angle of the road that comes in. Uh, the concern was that the, their sign had been struck. Um, in my opinion, the sign should be, you know, probably um, building mounted instead of coming out. It does create some sort of obstruction. Uh, I know Shane and the public works department or streets department went out, had conversations with, um, with the group, there was going to be some right away that needed to be dedicated so that guardrail could be installed. My understanding is that the group was not interested in that guardrail because it took up too much of their property, and that's kind of where the project has stopped. Okay. Um, and so, you know, other options is that the the group could put large boulders out there to create some safety area, um, but that's kind of that's where up we to are. them. Yes, okay. Thank you. And then we also received uh, some correspondence from Mr. Riley, Keith Riley. Did you, do you recall what that was about? Uh, I don't know that one. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll bring it to the next meeting. And then okay. um, I'd also like to take a moment to thank um, Eileen Westerman. Is she here? So Eileen um, did a lot of work trying to find an old photograph from the 1980s. She was successful. She actually was able to show us what the original clock looks like in Clock Plaza. And Shane's team did a beautiful job restoring that clock, but it's still not back to its original appearance. So um, Mr. LeBanc worked to um, contact the uh, a sign artist that um, Ms. Westerman recommended that also did some work on the Eagles building. So he's gonna give, a, give us a proposal. Hopefully we'll get that um, the clock face back to its original beauty. Won't be in time for Founders Day, but soon. And, you know, we talked a little bit about these parks. We have, we have some beloved parks, places where, you know, we took our kids when they were young and our grandkids now that's, that need some love. And I would say that, you know, there are a number, Cruisin' Field, there's the Veterans Park, there's, you know, our Barracks Museum, um, and and the clock plaza needs some 
you know, replacement of, of the tables and some work done there because we have some trees growing up, raising up the floor, so it, uh, the ground, the concrete, so it's not safe. Um, Gunner Park is something else that's on the list of, so we're, we're spending millions of dollars on new parks, but we do have to give the love to those existing parks too. And we have to provide the resources for public works to do it. Even if it's a, an additional project manager who works on a temporary basis to help get some of these projects done. So thank you all for your continued efforts. Is there anything further? Seeing none, meeting adjourned. 737. Thank you, Joe. Am I, am I